Good morning, good people. It is Friday, aka Friday, aka Fan Friday Mailbag, baby. Welcome to AZ Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. I'm feeling good, as you guys can tell. It's Friday. Got a good jam-packed show lined up for you. Uh, today, we'll do part two of reviewing the 2021 free agent class and uh, see who uh, we'll run it back with. But also, it's Fan Friday, which means the mailbag segment will be open later. I uh, took about four or five questions from across the net, and uh, we got some good ones, man. Y'all keep killing it with these questions. I'm excited to answer. And uh, in the roundup, possible restructure. I don't really like it, but we'll talk about a possible restructure in the roundup. And of course, if you want to call into the show, you can call into the show 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787 is the horn, is the pulse of the nation. Let's hear from you today, Cowboys Nation. And uh, as we move into the weekend, I think next week we're going to start back up our Feel Good Friday. I know today's not a really good uh, a day to do that. Given what's going on around the world, um, prayers up to to those having to deal with the war situation. Uh, I, as I try to do often when things like this happen, we try to bring some light uh, to your day, to your morning, and start it off as best as possible uh, because we understand what's going on out there. With that said, man, shout out to the notification squad in the building. You guys are here early and often as you usually are. Some shout outs, Mike Harris, David C., MD Andrews, Derek Fisher, Kevin Lopez, are, by the way, if you haven't noticed, Professor Ozar, one of our new mod guys, so make sure I give him a shout-out, man. He does a tremendous job, helps me out on and off, just like Stevie Mack, who will also be dropping in and out himself. Uh, Stevie is awesome. Uh, Pro- Professor O is awesome. So shout-out to him. Uh, Tom Downey, burner account, Roberto Ramirez, Miss Sheila, DWTT, MD Andrews, B47, Vic. That's what he's going to call you, B47, Vic, brother. Uh, TC915, what's up, man? Uh, Adam Mack, and let me get over here on, oh, Captain America, what's up, man? Over here on Facebook, Tariq B, what's up, Tariq? Oscar Sullivan, what's going on? Chuck P, our guy CJ Richards, and many more coming through. Um, We did fix our audio podcast stuff. It wasn't uploading for a few days. Now we're good to go. Everything is uploaded. All the shows are there. Uh, You can also check out the Barry Church uh, audio version of it. I know it's real small right here, but we're on Spotify, Google, Apple. Everything is up there. And as we move forward, um, the interview podcast will be on there as well. So make sure if y'all missed this thing, we hashtag run that thing back. Or I'm about to start pressing this button every time I want to do that. We're about to take it back, back, back. Yeah, take it back, take it back, take it back. Uh, appreciate you being here, Dallas Sanchez. Thank you, thank you, JP. I see you, David Moore. What's going on, man? Uh, good show. Good show today, I think. Something, uh, like I said, positive and fun to bring you into the weekend. Um, we'll review the last part of that 2021 free agent class. Not too many hits on this one. I mean, some hits, but not too many that I think we'll bring back. But we'll talk about it. And then the mailback segment is pretty cool. So let's get into that, man. Let's just jump straight into the roundup so we can talk about this restructured nonsense that I don't know if I'm real comfortable with doing so. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's time! 
Shout out to my guy Mel Hayes in the building. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, strengthening up, toning up sports, or stress relief. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished with one workout. Progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. Check out any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Now, when I say nonsense, I don't necessarily mean the article is nonsense. Shout out to my guy, Matt Lennox. We've got an A to Z article feature today. I was about to go with another one. And then I saw Matt's and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Cowboys Ezekiel Elliott listed as one of the NFC's top restructure candidates. This is what Matt says in the article. Elliott counts $18.2 million against the cap in 2022. A contract restructure makes sense when you mix in the, cap, the Cowboys' cap situation. Elliott, Elliott's injuries over the last two seasons, and it's likely to be considered as well. A restructure will create around $9 million in cap relief, which can be used to retain players like defense and Randy Gregory and safety J. Ron Kurz, who will hit the free agent open market in March. End quote. I am not a fan of this one, y'all. Not a fan of it. Because, again, this is a running back position where if you have a chance to get out of the contract and, and he continues to con, you know, get injured and things like that, you can move on with a fairly moderate cap hit next year of like $5.8 million, and you'd save about eleven. You can't do that next year if you keep pushing this down the line. Uh, you can, but you'll take a higher cap hit. So here's how I look at it. If you're going to restructure Zeke, then the all-in mentality needs to happen now. Seriously. There's no pussyfooting around once you start moving Ezekiel Elliott's money again. Two years ago, I get it last year. Again, after the last two seasons with the injuries kind of mounting up, I, I don't like the thought of restructuring Zeke's contract. But if you're going to do it, then you need to have the all-in mentality right now. If I'm moving him, I'm moving everybody's money. I'm moving Tanks. I'm moving Coopers. I'm moving his. I'm moving, obviously, Dax. Everybody's money is getting moved, and I'm capitalizing on the $50, $60 million I open up in cap space, and I'm going out here and I'm just getting ballers, and let's try to win this thing in the next two to three years before, obviously, we got to come you know, reap what we sow which I told you guys a million times, if it nets a Super Bowl appearance or win, I don't give a damn. So that's my thoughts on this situation. Do you guys want to see the Cowboys restructure Zeke's contract? <laughs> Adam says Zeke needs to restructure that knee. Matt says restructuring him doesn't impact our ability to get out in 2023. It would be slightly more expensive, but not enough to handcuff us handcuff us to, to him yeah you can get out you're right absolutely right you can get out next year it's just going to be more than that 5.8 million in the dead money you're, you're probably i don't know what the number is i'm just throwing numbers out here but you're looking at probably closer to 10 i'd imagine somewhere around that 8 to 10 million dollar hit and and that gets a bit costly 
I'd like to try to keep debt cap hits under six, five million dollars if I can. Uh, but if you're going to get closer to that 10 range, that sucks. You know, that sucks. So if you're going to do it, do it and go all in. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. I never should have drafted him to begin with. Yeah, we can revisit that. It's tough. Robert says, man, I love Zeke, but you're right. You got to play it out because you can't cut him either. That's the thing, man. I think you let this one ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. That way you're not on the hook next year too bad. It's a tough one because I love his mentality. He's a warrior. He fought through it and all that good stuff. It's not his fault the Cowboys cave and paid him that contract. Um, It's not his fault he plays a position where young bucks can come in and and play just as good. Yeah, they can. Uh, And he got his back. Good for him. But I don't think Dallas should continue to sink itself in that running back hole. Don't continue to do it if you can get out of it, right? You know, and I'm not saying they got to do it now because it can't. It costs you nothing. You make no no money off of getting rid of Zeke right now. So obviously you got to run it back. Uh, but let's see what happens. Don't don't do what you did in 2019. Jump the gun. Let's let it ride. Zeke has a phenomenal year, man. Listen. You're even, a, you're even in better position. If Zeke has another similar injury-riddled season, now you're like, all right, okay, we saved a couple dollars by not restructuring that contract. So make sure y'all check out uh, Matt's full article on that on ADZSportsDallas.com. Got a couple callers I'm going to get to here. Some of our longtime members here, B-Bird and Los. I'm going to get to you guys in a second. But uh, before I do that, let me give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, which we'll be doing more often, y'all. Because of the success of the show, you guys tuning in and things like that, we're getting more and more sponsors. Uh, And one of them is OSMI. Uh, They provide orthoscopic and robotic-assisted orthopedic surgery, foot and ankle surgery, sports medicine, physical therapy, and a ton more. Uh, Their team of orthopedic specialists has offices in Fort Worth, Decatur, in Mansfield to provide state-of-the-art orthopedic care for the North Texas area. When it comes to medical care, you and your loved ones deserve the best possible experience. So schedule your hassle-free appointment today at osmifw.com. All right, let's go ahead and jump right into these phone lines, man. B-Bird, man, what, what you got for us today, B-Bird, man? Welcome to the show. Yeah, it's been a while, Scott. How you been doing, man? I'm good. Always good to hear from you. Yeah, so on the, on the Zeke thing, man, it, uh, Zeke, that's just uh, 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 Jerry just trying trying to be right. You know, when Jimmy yeah. said that a, a couple of weeks ago, that's what it is. He's trying to be right. I gave him this contract. I'm going to see it out. All the decisions that he makes, the gambles that he makes, he give them way more than ample time to succeed or fail. And so that's what it is. That's why he played over, over Potter last year because – he wants to be right. He don't want to be looking like a fool. Like I paid this running back, and you know now this guy's not even the best. He was he wasn't the best running back on the team last year. So you know that's just what that is. This is an ego thing again. But um, man, look, I, I had a little thing here I want to talk about. It's a little bit off topic. I hope you give me a little. No, no, no. It. There is no so, off topic, brother. There is no off topic. You know. Oh, okay, okay. So let me just tell you where I've come from. I think that what I found is that in this YouTube cowboy community, I think. Uh, each one of us that follow YouTube, we have Cowboy fans, but we're probably the biggest one out of all of those guys. So I could talk Cowboys all day. That's why, right. you know, I'm, I like the YouTube because 
man, we don't we don't talk all that other stuff. It's not for entertainment value. It's for educational value and right. just tossing around ideas and just trying to see people's different perspectives. That's why I don't listen to. Um, you know, Skip and Shannon, nor do I listen, listen to Stephen A, because that's very much entertainment-based. And I tell people this all the time. Think about Skip and Shannon's show. It's, it's an hour and a half. But if you take away LeBron James and Dallas Cowboys, it's a 20-minute segment, man. They mm. wouldn't have anything to talk about. And so it's really just basically entertainment. And for fans of YouTube, man, we we way more deeper than that. Oh, 100%. And so... And so what I and I, I it just I can't stand it because it's just like it's pro, you know propaganda. They just throw things out like the Cowboys trainer did you know just whatever. So um, man, I'm I'm watching um, I'm listening to uh, uh, 105.3 because uh, I start following them on YouTube just to get information. Yeah. And so I saw a deal where Sean and RJ was talking about Amari Cooper. And I don't know if you saw that. I have not listened to it just yet. I, I oh, think okay. they did a video. It, I think they put the clip on YouTube though. Is a, yeah, as a clip. So I said, oh, let me listen to him. I just joined those guys. So, so RJ asked Sean, you know, about Amari's contract, and you know, would you keep him or what? Is he a top? He says is he top five, and then Sean's like, and I'm tell you, he said he's in a flippant attitude, like, oh no, he's not top five, and that's cool. That's your opinion. Then he says, is he top ten? No, he's not. He's not top ten. He said, then he said, I struggle to put him in the top fifteen. Oh jeez. And so. Uh, yeah, then he then he started naming Godwin and Mike Williams, who who he thought was better, and so then then RJ um, said that you know twenty million, you need to be in the top five. Okay, and, and those are people's opinions. That that's cool. So then the next thing was said that because there's a proposal that Jacksonville is uh, a rumor yeah, that, that Jacksonville wants to go up the second and the fifth. So let me let me clear that second up. Second and fifth. Let me let me clear that up. Yeah. It's, it's not a rumor. It's one of those things where a writer put out a proposal. Uh, and, okay. and, and, you know, we talk about it. That's what we do in the, I guess in the media. Now we look at some of these rumors and we are not rumors, these, these articles and we make topics out of it. So, so let me just clear that up because they're not talking about trading him to Jacksonville as we speak. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And so, but, but then they, you know, he said, uh, RJ told Sean, Hey, you know, they, how about a second and a fifth? And, you know, Jacksonville's second is almost going to be like a first. He's like, Oh no, I wouldn't do that. So he's too valuable. And he started defending it. It was like, okay, wait a minute. You just argued that <laughs> he's not worth anything. What? And then now you're saying that you wouldn't trade him for, for, for a second or a fifth or pretty much a first-round draft pick. And so now they're arguing against the same thing that they just said on the other side. Like he wasn't worth anything, but we can't trade him. He's too valuable. I don't get that. And, again, uh, YouTube community, man, that's why I appreciate you, man. I appreciate uh, – I follow Boss Cowboy and Big Game James and – uh, y'all three are the most I follow, and Okoye and Law. You know, I do listen to those guys too, man. But I just cannot listen to those guys anymore because those things are just propaganda. And and to me, at 105.3, is state run. Um, yeah, Jerry controls that channel. He he's going to control the narrative out of it. And people will say, well, how's that? Well, because the only reason that separates them from any other sports uh, channel in uh, Dallas is the fact that they have the contract. Right, and so you don't want to uh, say anything that's that's going to disrupt Jerry uh, in that. If well, you do, they just had like a big deal about that a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you if you follow them on Twitter or whatnot. Uh, Shan was very uh, vocal and outspoken about. Uh, I think it was Ed Warder who came out and said they pretty much sugarcoat the questions with Jerry, and it seemed like yeah. Ed was hating because you know Jerry decides to go on one hundred and five through the fan instead of going to the media uh, for his impromptu things and interviews and whatnot. I respect what they do for sure. Uh, but 
I think even people in radio will tell you there's a threshold that they have to stop at, right? Uh, especially when, when Jerry, he has a commercial. Jer- Home of the Dallas Cowboys, right? You know, that's it's Jerry. I, I, could, I like yeah. it Jerry, too, and, and don't take me literal, y'all, because I don't want to get in trouble or cancel or whatever, but I like him to the mob. You know what I'm saying? Where, where Jerry got his hands that's and right. everything down here. So if you go too far left or right, you're going to get one of these. I don't like your attitude. Or one of these. Get your damn act together. That came from 105.3 The Fan because they were pressing him a little bit too hard, and Jerry said, wait a minute now. I don't like your attitude. I don't like your attitude. So I think there is some realism to what you're saying, B-Bird. Uh, but I also try to respect their profession and what they do. But let's just be real. They can't really say everything that we can say here uh, to Jerry uh, or about Jerry because he can say, wait a minute now. Get your damn act together. Get this man out of here. Now, one thing I would say is that I'm never going to call those guys like cowards. And I'm going to say the reason why I say that is because this. I want everybody to understand that if you're in that position, Sky, me, and I'm making six figures or whatever. I'm not gonna know what those guys make. They but make yeah, I'm gonna money. watch that too because it's pay, it's my it's my house note that need to be paid. It's my right. kids' school that need to be paid. It's my car note that need to be paid. Because what they can do is just say, hey, no, Jerry doesn't want you asking him any questions. Don't want you in any cowboy stuff. If you're not available for that, then what are you available? They'll find somebody that he that he likes. And so I understand that. But but in the whole thing, that means that I can't necessarily trust what comes from you. You get what I'm saying? I, I think I think it's um uh that that's why again they're not Stephen A. They're not uh Skip and Shannon, but you know th- we're not going to get the real, and that's why I respect the YouTube community because y'all don't have anybody at this point in time that you know that's influencing your 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 opinion. It's just straight raw opinion, man. Yeah, absolutely. Did you want me? Did you want to touch on the the, the Cooper thing, or was this more so just about? Uh, the narratives that they, they they create for for entertainment value. Well, I think it was just more of a, a commentary on on the narratives that that they create, and just don't. I just want to uh, our YouTube family. I just want to uh, just tell them, don't listen to these guys, man. Just listen to Sky, listen to uh, the I YouTubers, because they they don't have a dog in the fight as far as. All we want to do as Cowboy fans and YouTubers is want to see them succeed. And whatever that takes to get there, that's what we're going to do. So we're not, y'all not compromised. We're not compromised. And that's why I, just want, I really want to just give a shout-out to y'all guys, man. I appreciate hey. the avenue that y'all uh, created here, man, uh, for like minds and people with the same passion uh, for Cowboys to get together in a positive way. I've been on message boards where it devolves into uh, – a uh, person over here and a person over there that always devolved into arguing to where we can have some constructive conversations to where yeah. I can learn some things from. Cause I learned from all you guys, man. I appreciate what y'all do, man. And I just wanted to uh, kind of give you a shout out this morning. You uh, again, big game boss cowboy, man. I like all you guys, man. And, and, and y'all just keep on doing what y'all doing and we're going to keep on supporting y'all, man. I mean, I appreciate you beyond, beyond words, uh, B bird, you know, we've spoken off air too. So, uh, you've been kind of a big, big homie, aka big OG to me. So appreciate you, dog. All right, man. You have a good day. I continue to watch. You Listen. too, man. I will make sure I pass that to Big Game James and and and, and Boss and Law and the community in general too. Let them know that you know those words uh, don't ring hollow. They're they're ring loud to this community. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I appreciate that, and and I like I said, I respect what they do on 105.3 The Fan. I, I understand doing that every day. Now I'm doing this every day. I, I get how tough that can be. Uh, I, I don't think everyone is, I don't want to use the word compromised, but influenced in, in, in the mob-like mentality. But 
like he said, they got a job to do. Uh, they got mortgages to pay, bills to pay, things like that. Uh, who knows? Maybe one day, I, you know, something happens where we take the next step here. Skywalker still, you know, uh, and, and I'm in that type of arena, but I will always try to remain real. Period. And if I can't be that, then I'm going to be one of those. You don't want to ask me that question, Shan. <laughs> do you want a real answer? Or do you want this little PC stuff y'all want to do? Huh? So um, no offense to them and no disrespect to them. I respect what they do. But it is, like he said, here on YouTube, we have a li- we don't have a cap. Say what we want to say. Uh, so there's that. Let me get to Los real quick. I, the phone lines are actually lit up. So I'm gonna get the Los real quick, and then we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and breeze through the run it back uh, part two of the role players. Jump back to the lines, then we'll get to the mailbag because I want to hear from you guys uh, today. It's Fan Friday. What's up, Los? Good morning, good morning, Scott. It's been a while. Um, just an off-topic thing. Uh, just sure. praise out to the people of like Ukraine. Yes, you know all that stuff that's happening. God bless. You know, as human beings, you, it does. It just takes two minutes just to send a quick prayer. Uh, but just to quick put on the topic about Zeke and Cooper, it's not that we shouldn't have drafted Zeke. It's that we paid him too early, especially when Jerry wanted to keep that offense of Jason G. Arrow, like running the ball first and second down, et cetera. And now that we have gotten away completely from that, Zeke's ability in this Cowboys is, like, what's his role now, Sky? Like, he's a power back. We all know that. And he's a good, you know, good – you know, to to get those edges off those, you know, to to block the, to to keep Dak protected off the edge from those blocks, right? But other than that, like he has lost his explosiveness. He's not he's not seeing the ball in space completely as he should be anymore. So like, with the role he has now, like Scott, what do you think he would be these next two years or next year? I think his role, you said it, I think it should be looked at as a power back. And, and that's not a, a, a dig, man. I've seen teams, I, I hearken back to the New York Giants, where uh, Brandon Jacobs was their power back. Ahmad, who was it? Ahmad, I cannot remember his last name. I know what I'm talking about. We're number 44, little guy, little jitterbug. Uh, but he was their more explosive guy passing back. He, he wasn't TP explosive, but he was the thunder to lightning to Brandon Jacobs. But so, so you can have that kind of role if you and succeed if you utilize him in that way. Um, he still isn't every down back in the sense of he can obviously be in there on third downs, pick up blitzes. Catching out the backfield, I feel like has kind of diminished a little bit. I'd rather do that with uh, Tony Pollard, but but I would definitely utilize him as a one-two punch with Tony Pollard, not just the one, and then Tony Pollard comes in as a change of pace guy. I think they need to be... I've been saying this for a few years, so this isn't new lows. Zeke and TP together, I think, are, are the best combination. You don't want to just feature Zeke by himself anymore, in my opinion. And that's my point exactly, Sky. Thank you, know, like, squad. I'm my like Bradshaw. Well, right. But, yeah, that's my point. So, like, I think we just need balance because throughout when – throughout this whole, like, beginning of the season, Tony Pollard was a beast. And then when it came to the end of the season – and when I, I'm not trying to say names out there, but when Jerry wanted to see money on the field when it mattered most, we really I, didn't mm. see the whole offensive, you know, what we used to have in the beginning of the season. And I just feel like it's going to come down to like, hey, you know, like let the best players play and make plays, you know, and find a way to, if you have a people on the squad, just balance it out, you know? Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's, in my it's, opinion. 
it's like picking at a scab when you talk about the end of the year. I, I've been trying to remove that from my head in his usage, but but it's so frustrating. I wrote this on Twitter. I talked about it last week. When I when I watch uh, Tony Pollard tape, it's frustrating knowing that he wasn't used in the in the in the season's biggest moments because it makes no sense. I'm just a Monday morning quarterback fan, but I guarantee you the the best minds of football will tell you this man needs more than three touches. This man needs more than six touches. Every loss that you had, every single one, not and this isn't a joke, every single last loss that you had, Tony Pollard was underutilized. Only one time you could argue that wasn't the case, and that was against the Las Vegas Raiders. He had 10 touches or 10 carries in that game. In fact, he helped keep the damn game close with the kickoff return for a touchdown. Other than that, Los, I think he averaged something like four touches per game, five maybe, in the Tampa Bay game, Ooh. Arizona, San Francisco, uh, Denver, all those games he just did not get the rock, especially early and often. So it, it's maddening when the numbers back it up. And, and I don't like to be volume stat guy because Brianna Dix came on here earlier this week, amazing interview, check that out. But she did say when when Tony Pollard touches the rock 10 more times, the Cowboys are 8-1 and one or something like that. Now, I'm big context matter. I, I totally understand context matters. But when you dig deep into what she's saying, the more he gets the ball, the more opportunity you have to win the game because he's explosive in that nature. So it is frustrating how they used him. Zeke, yes. And, and Pollard. Pollard. How they use Pollard is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I guess this is my second point is like, just from my first point is just, you know, they paid Zeke too early and they just want to see money on the field. So, yeah. like, they need to fix that. So my second point is with Cooper. Um, with Cooper, you already know how I feel about Cooper, Scott. I've been ba- I've been banging on the table. The only two guys I need to feed back on this team is Gregory and Cooper. And if we get rid of Cooper, you know how hard it is to find a premium route runner in this league and not – this is the family – this is the manly part. To have a, a wide receiver that can run all types of routes and you hold him to a curl – or like a slant every single time. That's manning to me, okay? It is. Like, like we should be using, like... like he you should be used off. like Cooper Cup. Exactly. Devontae exactly. Adams, all those type of guys there. Yeah, you give the ball... Like, even it's not like you give him space, make him make a play. Even CD, like, you don't, you don't put these wide receivers in premium positions for them to succeed. You're putting them in a position where they're not comfortable to make these, like you know, like I wouldn't say. Itself, I, I, I wouldn't say they're not comfortable. I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I just think the and we'll get. Actually, there's a part. It was a bonus question in, in the mailbag. What can the offense do uh, to be better besides being less predictable? And I think it's being more unique or sophisticated in their route tree or maybe deliberate in, 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 in C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper. So if they do that, I think that will help out both of those guys even more, as opposed to, like I said yesterday with tongue-in-cheek, they seem to have a system they want those guys to fit in, as opposed to Kellen saying, no, I'm going to make whatever I'm doing fit to you guys. That way, every single passing route that's called, it puts you in the best position to get open and make a play. Uh, that's how I look at it. Gotcha. And let, me, and let me rephrase that. Not comfortable, but basically get rid of. Like, if anything, if a wide receiver catches fire and rhythm, man, that you get the ball going. Like Devontae Adams, do you think 
uh, uh, Green Bay, you know, hey, Aaron, don't give me the ball because I don't want to catch fire. No. No, he's like, no. Cooper said that. Cooper came out and said, they asked him about getting the rock early, and he said, yeah, you know, if if, when you get the ball early, you're more engaged and and not, you know, in the – Oh, I'm not going to go hard, but in the sense of I know what this, how this guy is going to play me. I know how he's going to attack me when I catch the rock, or how he's going to. I can bait him because he's biting down on this end, and I'm going out or this, you know, double move or whatever. But when you're not involved in the passing game early, you really don't have a, you know, I don't say a clue, but you don't have a sense of feel of how they're playing you because your first catch is until two twenty-five in the second, or your second catch is until midway through the second or third quarter. Too many times Cooper only had three receptions, four receptions in 2021. That's that's unacceptable. Exactly. And, like, to my final point is, like, yep. CD said it himself. is like, give the playmakers the damn ball, you know, like, that simple. And, you know, Kellen Moore has to show the ability, even if we do lose Cooper this offseason, which I hope we don't, yeah. to show a scheme to get these players open or the wide receivers in rhythm, because that's the number one thing is rhythm and offensive. Like, yes, you can have the number one offense and, you know, number context, whatever, but context matters. Yeah. I, it, 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 I can't stand when, when fans say, oh, we had the number one. Listen, man, I, you know, I love our offensive skill players. I love our quarterback. I love our receivers and all, all that good stuff, but don't let that fool you. Don't let the 56 points put up on these bum-ass squads fool you into thinking we were the number one offense against the better teams, against the Arizonas, against the San Francisco's, against the enemy. Don't let that fool you. Uh, they very much were so they were very much were inconsistent against those better defenses this year. And, and if you want to be number one, I said it. Go prove it to me against the best defense. I don't care what you do against exactly. the third string. I don't care. Exactly, Sky. And the only, and I'll leave you with these two names. Yeah, the last one, brother. Last one. <laughs> get going. It's uh, Traylon Burks, man. He, if we do get rid of Cooper, we should at least try to get him. He's pretty I'm smooth not. and catching six three. He's a beast, man. I'm not ready to have, have a conversation, Lowe's. Bless. God bless, guys. Peace. Thanks, Lowe's. Appreciate you. Oh, y'all, I'm not ready to have that conversation, man. Because I've been seeing it going around on Twitter, and I totally get it, right? If Cooper's gone, you know, wide receiver comes up. It, Pops high in your draft priority, maybe number one. Uh, but I am not ready to have the conversation yet because I, I don't think they should do it. I don't think they should be getting rid of him. Um, if it happens, obviously we'll have that conversation. But but I refuse to put that negative ass energy in there. <laughs> That's just how I feel. All right, hold tight. Uh, looks like Frankie and Mel. Let's let's go ahead and pivot right quick. Um, to our part two of the role players so we can get through this uh, you guys are crushing on the phones today so i want to get back to you and i definitely have to get to the mailbag segment some really good questions there as well hop in the chat one, one time uh you guys talking about coop is the most is our best red zone guy says professor oh man we were talking about that in the middle of the season professor oh we were talking about that in the middle of the season and one of the things that bugs me about the red zone when it comes to wide receivers it seemed like they were only comfortable throwing up jump balls or, or fades or what have you to Michael Gallup. And we saw that Coop can do that. I know for a fact that CD lamb could do that, but that just never seemed to be a vocal point. But Coop is absolutely a beast in the red zone. He, he can be like Cole Beasley was down there. Cole Beasley was, is such a hard cover in the red zone. Cooper cup is a hard cover in the red zone because you got a short area quickness and all it takes is one second to get beat. 
And unlike in the middle of the field, if you get beat for seven yards, it's seven yards. If you get beat from the seven-yard line for seven yards, a touchdown. All right, let's move forward. Head on over to our 2021 free agent signings from last year that were on one-year deals. Uh, this is part two. And I want to start off with Brian Anger and Jake McQuay. We're going to put those two guys together. No need to talk about Jake McQuay by himself. But he did sign a one-year deal. Uh, let's start backwards. Jake is the guy that used to be the holder for John Fossil in St. Louis, I think it was, or maybe it was still L.A., uh, with the Rams. Jake McQuay came over after the Cowboys got rid of L.P. Latisor, and he was fine. And, you know, people made a big deal about this, but you know, what are you doing here? He used to be a former All-Pro Pro Bowl snapper, so he's fine. Uh, Brian Anger, though, was the one that was brought in to replace Chris Jones, and he played him his way into a uh, Pro Bowl appearance. He was number one in net average yards for punters, like I said, which landed him in the Pro Bowl. He was often, in my opinion, the unsung hero for the Cowboys' defense because he pretty much set them up. He was the alley to their oop, right? Like, all right, offense didn't get it done. Boom, I'm booting him back to the 20. I'm booting him back to the 15, inside the 10. Uh, he was your your weapon that no one really talked about. Then they started to towards the end. So I think you do try to bring back Brian Anger. Obviously, Jake McQuay shouldn't cost you nothing. But here's what you do. Here's the solution to bring back Brian Anger. You cut Greg DeLake. You use his money to re-sign Brian Anger, and you draft your kicker. That's how I see it. You in or you out on bring, bringing back Brian Anger, Cowboys Nation? I think this is an easy one. You bring back Brian Anger, absolutely. Uh, cut, cut Greg, in my opinion, use his bread, and you can get Anger and McQuaid probably with that money. Probably with that money. Sky, Tom says, Sky, LP Latisor is a living legend. He sure is. You know, No offense to him. You know, I'm just saying, uh, I'm not fretting over no goddamn long snapper. People were really up in arms. Oh, my God. They didn't want him to get Jason. I, I, I don't care. He's a, he's a long snapper. <laughs> what are you doing? He's a long snapper. Jesse says, in and the Zer line cut and draft is also the move. Check, check, check. I'm with it. Everybody's in. Danny says, I'm sorry for restructure Coop, but Coop not worked at 22. Okay. Well, that's over. We can get back to that a little bit later. Uh, you know how many kickers go undrafted? Yeah, that's the thing. You ain't got to draft one. But the combination of cutting Greg DeLeg, re-signing Anger with that, and then if you want to draft a kicker in the six or seven, that works. If you don't, you can get a damn kicker undrafted. You can, you can get a kicker in free agency. It's a kicker. Uh, but I think what I'm getting at here is moving on from Greg DeLeg. Move on. Let's see what else works. So everybody's in. I'm with it. All right, we'll get to the next person, DeMonte KZ. So I thought DeMonte KZ was a smart, cheap free agent get, uh, especially when Quinn was you know, implementing the new scheme. He needed a guy he could trust on the back end, and, and that was DeMonte KZ. We all know he played under Dan Quinn for like four years. Uh, and this season he played 20, I'm sorry, 79% of the snaps. Started off hot. Started off hot, and then he kind of settled around being a middling guy, which he really is the rest of the way. And I think it started right before the DUI, that Patriots game. Um, and once he got that DUI, I feel like he just never regained that that same pop that he had before. 
uh, on the year, 52 tackles, two picks, four pass breakups, two forced fumbles. Depending where you look at, he gave up three or four touchdowns, but same same thing here. His completion percentage allowed was 46 to 52, but depending where you look at. So KZ, I think, was what he was here to do. Be the roof guy. Uh, wasn't really involved a lot on the ball, but could have been. There's a couple plays where you're like, hey, DeMonte, you could have made that there. I'm I'm not on the downside of KZ, but I'm also not on the upside of him. I think thank him, thank you for your services. Let's move on. Yesterday we talked about Malik Cooker. That's the guy I will prioritize over Demonte KZ. So I am out on KZ Cowboys Nation. In or out on Demonte KZ. Uh Oscar says let KZ walk. Resign Hooker. Yep. That's where I'm at with it. If you're going to resign a veteran free safety, not named Marcus May or any of those other guys. Bring back Hooker as opposed to KZ. Uh, Professor says he's still in on KZ, but not back as a starter. Okay. KZ takes bad angles, not a tackler at heart. Why can't we try Lewis at free? Uh, we've heard that for a few years, too. Uh, I thought KZ played well for a year after his Achilles injury. I, I'd keep a pulse on his price. So KZ, for you, Tom, is kind of like how Brent Urban is for me. I'm, I'm like, let's let's monitor that situation. Um, and see what happens if it's still if it's going to be a cheap deal, maybe. But the reason why I'm out on him because I want to bring back Hooker, and if I'm bringing back Hooker, I'd rather see with an, another young free safety behind Hooker. I don't want two progress stoppers, and I hate to call Hooker that. <laughs> but I'm now looking at Demonte as a potential progress stopper, right? So I don't need both of these guys. I just need one or the other, and, and I'm once again prioritizing Hooker over KZ. I'd rather, I know me, I'd rather go out and draft me a young guy in the top three rounds or go sign me a premier guy in free agency. But if I don't do either or, I don't think I need both of these guys back. Now you're talking about bringing back the same three safeties as last year, which on the surface sounds good, but J. Ron Curse is going to cost you a little bit more. All right, let's get to my guy, my brother, Mel Hayes in the building before we uh, attack uh, Keanu Neal. What's up, Mel? <laughs> Man, I, honestly, man, I was calling because I really wanted to see if you could explain to me um, what does moving the money around for Zeke do? I don't want to get – I'm not going to, you know, I think I've bashed Zeke enough on the show, so I don't want to do that nah, anymore. Hey, Mel, they need, you, no, no, they, they, need to hear, they need to hear what you say be off the air about <laughs> Zeke Elliott. <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs> but what's your, yeah, what's your question? Yeah, what is what is moving the money or moving the money down the road? Does that mean he's here longer? Like, what what does it mean? Because I honestly I don't know. It could, it could potentially mean that, but but as Professor O and I were talking about earlier, you could get you could move it to create cap space this year to go do something with the cap space. What I don't know because it's still the Cowboys. It's still Stephen A. I'm sorry, Stephen A. <laughs> it's still Stephen Jones. Um, but uh-huh. uh, it means more money is pushed down, which means whatever year you decide to cut him, it's going to cost you more than it would right now. So if you don't touch his money, if you cut him next year, it only costs you 5.8 million on the cap for 2023. But if you restructure it now, it's going to cost you more than that. If you keep him in 2023, it's going to cost you more in 2024, et cetera, et cetera. So it it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to keep him. um, But it, it does mean it's going to cost you more if you don't. Got it. Okay. 
Okay, I got it. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, on to on to KZ. Um, I I think you summed it up perfectly, man. To me, KZ is like the ultimate role player. Um, if if for any reason Hooker and KZ were to both be back next year, I would much prefer that um, KZ would be the guy filling in for Hooker, not really the other, the way, other way around. around. I just, I, yeah, I, I just kind of see KZ as um, he's not bad. You know, no. he was he wasn't bad for us this year. He was he was solid, but not not really. You know, not impactful. Um, he started off you know, hot. Not remember. Really, He's he started off. I'm gonna be real with you, Mel. I thought KZ was kind of rounding into that leader before J. Ron just said, "Give me that shit." Uh, I thought yeah, it was yeah, KZ. You know, week one he had the huge forced fumble at the goal line mm-hmm. and kept Dallas in the game on uh, on Chris Godwin. That was him huge. against Godwin. Huge. Then week two he had the interception in the red zone against uh, Justin Herbert. Huge. I'm like, damn, this KZ side is looking great. Let's go. And then we got about to week six or whatever it was and he gave up that 75 yarder uh and i'm and listen this is just arguments was it kz was it Diggs? both of those guys took credit for it i still he, he, was, a, he was a part of it he's part he of was it. a part of it and um yeah. then then the then the dui happened and then i think he kind of just went into the abyss ever since you right i didn't write you know what when you brought that back up just now he was off to it oh mean, my god unbelievable start. hot start yeah, he was off to a flaming start. Um, but, again, I, I still think he's a role player. <laughs> you know, still think uh, KZ's a role player. But if they were to re-sign KZ, I still see him as a role player, not really, you know, the guy. But um, I am I am happy overall, though, that the organization has seen not, – not to maybe, maybe not uh, – in, invest a whole lot in the safety position, but at least it seems like since DQ has been here, he's like, well, you look, if you're not going to give me one great guy, well, you're going to give me a whole lot of guys. Yeah, so I like got, that. Right. <laughs> you know, we got we got a lot of guys at that position. That and was they all kind of, you know. Are, that was my hope it. last year, brother. My, my, my saving grace for potentially attacking the safety position in the draft was Dan Quinn. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, they they went out and signed a bunch of a bunch of bodies in free agency, but they did, you know, Hooker was the one I said, okay, you know, maybe they are looking to maybe change their tune at safety, um, but then they didn't draft a safety until what seventh round or wherever Israel McQuamu was drafted. Um, there's rumors that they might have took Trevin Morick, but again, I believe it when I see it. Uh, so, you know, I'm still hoping that maybe I think somebody said it the other day. The success that we've seen at the safety position in 2021, because best believe there was immense success there. I mean, probably more than I've seen in a long time at that position across yeah, the board. Very long time. I mean, he, I don't in know if it's Joe. Yeah, I don't know if it's Joe Witt. I don't know if it's Dan Quinn. Whoever the hell it was, they did a great job back there. So I'm hoping Steven maybe loosens up his reign, or if it's McClay, whoever it is, loosens up their reign on their philosophy at safety and say, "Hey, DQ, hey, Witt, if there's a guy you're really interested in in this top 100." And you really feel like he can come in here and you can make that that player the guy. Let's see what's up. I'll put him higher on the board than I usually do. If there's a free agent that you value that's more than our little $3 million, $2 million, $1 million, let me know. I'll put him on our free agent board. So I'm hoping he gained their trust. I agree. I agree. I think I think um, 
continuing to build depth at that position, um, it, it it proved it proved well for us last year. And I thought right. that was that was key in the um in the defense making that turnaround. So I, I definitely hope that they uh continue to invest more in that position. Um but yeah, uh is Joe Witt coming back or did he get a job somewhere else? So yesterday in the roundup we actually talked about Joe Witt. Uh there uh, apparently reports are that Joe Witt will be returning. So that is a major game. Oh, nice. That's yeah, that's big. That's big. Um, cause uh um there was an interview with uh with J Ron where he talked a lot about uh Joe Witt. And um he gave credit yeah, he gave a lot of credit to, to, to Joe Witt. So having that group back, man, um that's that's gonna be big. I don't I, now not that you can just plug in anybody and they're gonna be ready, but I think that this group of coaches has proven that um they are they are able to take players to the next level of their game because yeah. even if you look at My, Micah was Micah was I don't want to say better here than he was even at Penn State but he was he he you say it he was he, he, yeah I mean he definitely showed some things here that he did not show at Penn State so um, if you look at J. Ron, J. Ron showed some things here that we that he, nor even not he, yeah. has ever uh, known he can do in his career. Um, I, I thought Malik Hooker had uh, probably one of his better seasons. So Barry Church, you know, this, uh, this, this, was on a show two days ago. I, I did an interview with Barry, yeah, and yeah, Barry I, talked I about that one out. Yeah, you remember what he said about Dan Quinn. He said Dan Quinn was able to elevate all these guys. He named Hooker. He named J. Ron. He named Micah. He named Anthony Brown, right? All these guys, even Jordan Lewis, all these guys kind of elevated their game under Dan Quinn. Uh, so I, I can only imagine when you continue to give him premium talent, right? Like J. Ron Curse, he turned into one of the most reliable safeties. Uh, but he wasn't, his pedigree wasn't premium talent. His, his time in the league wasn't a premium talent. But you saw what he did with, Not that, at all. with that guy. And you gave him a premium talent, Michael, who generational, I totally get it. But look what he did with him, right? So imagine if you continue to give him those kind of players or you say, listen, man, I saw what you did with a couple of these guys. Let me go get you a, a high-end blue-chip dude. Or let me go get you a blue-chip free agent, and let's rock, and let's rock out. Mm, so at this state – no, I'm not going to even ask that question. I'm not going to ask that question. <laughs> All right, man, I'm, I'm going to get off. And let the uh, let the rest of the nation rock. Love y'all, man. All right, bro. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, shout out to our guy Bluff City in the, in the building. One of the mo- one of the smartest Cowboy fans that I've come across over the last about a year or so. Uh, he says we can't mess around at safety. None of our safeties on the roster except Wilson have any experience. Two of them are converted corners. We know this team doesn't believe in drafting safeties. Yep. Uh, this is what we talked about. Was it when we did the J. Ron Curse uh, show? We talked about how, and I think I still have this up. Hilariously, I think I still do. <laughs> we do. We talked about how a guy like Deshaun Elliott or Ronnie Harris, but for me, it'd be Deshaun Elliott, um, could still be in play because you don't have enough depth right now. Period. So you can't go into the free agency and say, ah, we'll rely on Donovan Wilson. And uh, Israel McQuamu and Tyler Coyle, and that's not going to happen. And even if you bring back J-Ron, you can't just say J-Ron, Donovan, we set. No, you can't. Hurt guy. I love Dono, but he a hurt guy. He a hurt guy. So, you know, 
you you need to have that depth. And I love the fact that Dan Quinn and Joe, Joe Witt Jr. was able to bring in four solid players, elevate their games, and it turned out to be one of the best, most deep safety rooms we've had over the last number of years. Unfortunately, three of the four are free agents, so you got to be able to to fill that room back up. And he show, right? I brought in a KZ. You think can't bring in a Deshaun Elliott and do that? Love Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker was a hurt guy too. So I think he could bring in somebody else to help. I do. Let's get to another former Falcon, former Dan Quinn guy, former safety, Keanu Neal. His signing was interesting, and I will totally admit, I was like, oh, I can't, I'm excited to see what happens here. This is this is fun. Uh, because he's coming from a safety position, strong safety position to play linebacker, which he's built like a tank, like a linebacker. So I'm like, let's see what happens. First year, he transitioned from a strong safety position to linebacker. Played 14 games, which is about normal for him. Coupled to COVID situations. Uh, but he did sit out the wild card game with that arm injury he suffered in the season finale. I wouldn't go out and say we missed him in the Niners game, but he didn't play. Overall, 72 tackles, four tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. And depending where you look, he was credited with 13 to 17 missed tackles and a missed tackle percentage of 16 to 19%. So that's not good. That's not good. Um, While I was interested and excited to see the project, to see what happens of, of him moving, I am out on bringing him back for that. I thought he looked uncomfortable at times at the linebacker position, unsure of himself. Um, not as never was a twitchy guy, but not as instinctive. And, and, and I think that comes with the position switch like that. Yes. He played down in the box a lot in his time. Yes. Yes, he did. But he was tasked more than I was comfortable with, was playing in the middle. zone. Right, doing some middle linebacker stuff. There was a play I want to say against Denver. Forget which team it was. Everybody played their cue right. Everybody played the play right. It was a run. They came down on the run for whatever reason. Keanu Neal just bolts back in pass coverage and creates this big ass alley, and they get a uh, productive run on a play. And again, that was just one play, but there was other plays in that sense. And I'm not saying that Keanu was just this terrible player, but to me, if it was a word I would describe him as, it was an uncomfortable looking player. And I can't have a linebacker be uncomfortable doing linebacker things. I can't have a linebacker be late a lot, right? The 72 tackles, how do those were downfield? And I know y'all don't like to hear that, but I mean, his average tackle depth was the worst of the linebacker. So I think the project, they wanted to see what happened. It didn't work out too great. Maybe if he plays linebacker again, it will work out, you know, with another team. But but I think his best bet might be to go back at safety. I thought he was more impactful at strong safety. I thought he, he came down harder at strong safety. Uh, he was comfortable there. Playing in the box solely, I don't think it's his thing. Playing in the box or outside of it. Coming down as a missile type guy, I think it's better for Keanu Neal. So I'm out on Keanu Neal. I'm out on Keanu Neal. Uh, Steven says, Depp, yes, I think he can play better. He didn't get it going this year. 
Uh, Neil isn't a linebacker. He's strong safety. Yeah, it didn't really work out. Uh, he even wore Barry Church's number. Shameful. Fresno was out. The Reaper said he should have stayed at strong safety. Yeah. Jay says Donovan is solid when he's healthy. Donovan's my guy. He's just a hurt guy. Uh, I still, uh, we talked about it before. Would you extend it? I'd give him a little cheap little deal to keep him around. Because I think when he plays, he he presents himself. You notice, Dono. Uh, Jacob says, Sky, I read that DQ getting a full off season with Reggie Robinson. Do you think he makes a difference? Is Reggie on the practice squad? Because I know he's not on a roster, like the main roster. So if Reggie's on the practice squad, do I think he makes a difference? I'm going to be real with you, Jacob. I, 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 I have to say no until I see something. Reggie's right now as we speak behind Diggs, AB, J. Lou, Nation. I'm more intrigued with Nation. Uh, the boss man. So I think Reggie would just be a camp body at this point. We got 908 in the building. 908, what it is, what it do? Morning, Scott. Good morning. I'm um, Jesse. I called in on Monday. What's up, Jesse? You save your. Um, so I'm. In an ideal world, I would like to be out on both Kazee and Neil and, and draft a guy. But you know, with uh, KZ, you know we're not going to draft a guy, and that's what sucks sometimes about being a Cowboys fan. Is you're never going to take a free safety know. in the top 100. However, I feel like with linebacker, you have a little more assurance getting rid of Keanu Neal because two of the past four first-round picks have been linebackers. And you know the Cowboys will definitely consider the position with premium draft picks. So I feel a lot more comfortable getting rid of Keanu Neal than KZ. That's a great point, Reggie. Oh, let me expand. Yeah, that's a great point uh, because we've seen them attack the linebacker position, it seems like, every single year. And nine times out of ten, it's either it's from the fourth round on up. So first, second, third, fourth round, they are, are hitting the linebacker spots. Obviously, you got LBE, you got uh, Jabril Cox last year, Michael Parsons, Jalen in 2016, Hitch, I think, was a fourth rounder. So, yeah, they, they definitely attacked that position. And they actually hit on that position more often than not. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Have a great day, Scott. Thanks, Reggie. Appreciate you, man. Okay, so Don, I'm not Dono. Reggie is on IR. So I, I, I'm just, it's all coming back to me now. I think the Reggie IR move was one of those things where, wink, wink, we're going to put you on IR because we want to keep you around, see what happens next year. Uh, but like what we got here right now. So your ankles hurt, right? Coach Matt, your ankles hurt, Reggie. Nothing. Your ankles hurt. Yeah, my ankles hurt, Coach. IR, stay around. So <laughs> Reggie is on IR. We'll be off of it, obviously, and, and, and bring him into that cornerback room. Well, I told you guys, I like the cornerback room. A uh, lot of, of quality young bucks and, and some veterans. Mix them together. Made the best man win. Maurice Kennedy was a dude that was uh, – also a one-year deal, which he was two years ago, though, so I didn't include him in this because he did the whole sit-out thing in 2020 and came back in 2021, ended up on IR, too. Uh, but he's another guy that could potentially be in that room. But, again, some of these dudes, again, I don't want to hold Cowboys players higher than they need to be. A lot of these guys can be replaced in free agency, including Reggie, really. But I, w- I wonder if they play around with Reggie again. Remember, safety, 
corner, safety corner. What is he? I wonder if they play around with him again because that cornerback room seems a bit too deep for Reggie. The safety room? Not so much. So I wonder what they do there. Damn, James, you you already out on Nation, right? He said he's a wasted pick. Don't know that just yet. Don't know that just yet. Uh, AB is on his last year of his deal. He could be pushed off with, with, with boss man. But I will say this. If he is here, what was he picked in the third round? You would have thought that they'd go elsewhere because now you're getting a, a surplus at the position. If boss man is your guy, Nation ain't cracking the starting lineup with Trayvon and boss man. So then he'll be your third guy, but he really ain't your slot guy unless you move boss man into the slot. So you're playing around with stuff, but give me all the corners, right? I need all the talent that corner I can have in this uh, passing league. All right. It's mail time, man. We have some good questions from the mail, uh, mailbag segment or mailbag uh, questionnaire that we put out there on YouTube, on Facebook, as well as Twitter. So get your drinks, your water get your coffee we're going to change the tune here hit up this mailbag segment presented by freeman mazda as we round out this show ladies and gentlemen this video is brought to you by freeman mazda of irving texas if you're searching for a new used or mazda certified pre-owned vehicle in the dallas fort worth area why not shop at freeman mazda freeman mazda of irving texas has been a family-owned and operated business for over 60 years They have new inventory arriving daily, especially for the new 2021 and 2022 Mazda CX-5. So stop by Freeman Mazda in Irving, Texas today or visit FreemanMazda.net. It's time! It's time! It's time! Time? It is time for... Mail time! Mail time! You've got mail. This is the Freeman Mazda Fan Friday Mailbag, where every week... Take questions from across social media and feature them on the show. So if you don't know where to go to potentially get your question featured, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, we're all over and Twitter as well. Follow at A to Z Sports Dallas on all platforms. First question comes from, I'm going to just say hi, lie, hi, lie. I'm saying that right. Appreciate your highlight for the question. Says if we do get rid of Tank and Amari, would you rather they draft their replacements or go after another team's free agency? And as always, Cowboys Nation, you are absolutely welcome to participate in the mailbag segment. I say, hi, lie, a combination of both. Uh, I think in the wide receiver room, it's just it's too green as it stands right now if you remove Amari Cooper. So I would bring in a veteran off the street. Uh, as well as a draft a potential wide receiver too, um, either high in the draft or somewhere in that third round area where you got a Michael Gallup. Uh, but I think you can do a combination of both without question for for Amari because he's a he's big piece of that offense gone. But unlike in 2018, CD Lamb is still here. They didn't have a CD Lamb in 2018. But I would do a combination of both. Um, as for defensive end. I wonder how they feel about Ghosting to be their replacement for Tank if that were to happen. All right, drafted in third round, a left defensive end type guy, a little bit versatile, stand up, put down, run type guy. I, I wonder how they feel about him. But me, I would attack that in free agency. 
so they don't have to rush Golson if they don't feel like he's just quite ready yet or if he's even the guy. And the name that I've brought up a pl- plenty old times is Jadavian Clowney. I see the Reaper says, what about Von Miller? I say Jadavian. Uh, I don't want to call him a clone of, of, of Demarcus Lawrence, but he, he's more of a left defensive end type. Low versatility to him as well. A run guy. He's a run stop guy, but he has some pass rush to him as well. Let's not sleep on what he did this year with the Browns, man. Nine sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 19 quarterback hits, and 53 total pressures. I thought it was one of his better years of his career um, as a guy who's been everywhere. And that's the thing. I feel like you can get Clowney in on a one-year deal. I, I don't I don't see why people are so down on a Jadavian Clowney. I mean, the dude was a productive player last year. Um, you get him, I'd imagine you're keeping a Randy Gregory, right? If you're getting rid of Tank, you're keeping... Randy Gregory. I definitely feel good about Randy Gregory and Jadavian Clowney and Micah Parsons rushing the passer. 100%. No, 100%. If you if you think Jadavian sucked or something, I, I'd, I'd advise you to go check him out last year. He played really well in Cleveland. Really well. Uh, MD says, can you really say Tank at 27 is better than Vaughn at 15? Vaughn's phenomenal. I mean... I love Von Miller. I don't know what he's going to cost you. He's an also another guy you can go in free agency and want to get. I just feel like Clowney would be a little bit cheaper. Uh, Bluff said, I was just typing that guy. Ghost showed a lot considering he missed the four weeks and all of us and all of the offseason as a rookie. And they loved him. Remember Bluff? They, they, they liked him in that rookie minicamp. In fact, he was the name everyone was talking about out, out, out of that rookie minicamp. Uh, then I think he pulled something or what have you in, in training camp and kind of faded to black until he came back in week three. Uh, but I keep an eye on that because if they like Golston, then I don't think you're going to draft or sign the free agent to replace tank. It'll be Golston. Second question comes from James Burham on YouTube. If the Cowboys can rebuild their offensive line, lead the league in rushing and produce a top 10 defense, would it make this team a Super Bowl contender? For those that have followed this channel or followed my, my line of thinking, this may sound familiar. But if you look at a lot of the Super Bowl teams or contenders or whatever that lean on the run game as their primary weapon, they usually are combined with a top defense, uh, most of the time an elite defense or an all-time defense. So, Absolutely. If Dallas is a legit top 10 defense, not not the funny money stuff, not the funny stat stuff, but a legitimate top 10 defense and they lead the lead in rushing. Absolutely. They're a contender, James, for sure. 100 percent. But but again, where are they a top 10 defense in? Right. Y'all know the pillars I talk about. Red zone scoring turnovers, third down, you know, things like that. Now in this league, you might have to start adding things like uh, completion percentage maybe or, or passer rating. I'd use the term passer rating, but QBR, maybe throw that in there. How are the top quarterbacks performing against your top defense? All right, but those pillars stand tried and true. I don't want you scoring on me. I don't want you scoring on me in the red zone. I want to take the ball away. I want to get off the field. Those are my pillars. So if they're a legitimate top 10 elite team Defensively in that, and they lead the league in rushing, sure. Absolutely. Now, as regards to your first part of that question, 
if they can rebuild the offensive line. Ain't say retool, ain't say tweak, rebuild it. That may take a few years if you're rebuilding the entire offensive line. It may take a two years or so. You know, Cowboys didn't rebuild their offensive line overnight uh, when they drafted Tyron. They all came together in 2014. Bradford said, what about first down defense? Brian Bradford as part of the pillar. I wouldn't put it as the pillar, but, but you know, that's another thing that you can start putting up there in this new, in this new league. Balance Vic over on Facebook. Appreciate the question, James and Balance. Uh, what's the, I'm even saying that right. Sorry. What's the, the part of Trayvon's game or Trevin's game? He must work on most. You think he bites too much, baits too much. I don't mind him baiting. The baiting stuff is fine. Uh, But he definitely bites. (laughs) And I think that's the most glaring part of the downside of his game. And I'd imagine he'd tell you he has to be more disciplined in regards to the biggest part of his game that that he needs to work on. And we're talking about Trayvon Diggs. But absolutely, it it is the, the biting aspect of it. And I don't want to take away his aggressive nature. So that's that's why you got to find a soft spot there. But I think if he just becomes more disciplined in that, I think you'll see him get even better. Because let's remember, man, this is only a second-year cornerback who really only played the position for like four years in general. And I honestly went into every game like, man, we got digs. I feel great. Even if they give up a play, cornerbacks give up plays. I felt fine on that side with Diggs. And I know he was a hot button topic yards and all this crap, but Trayvon Diggs was without a doubt. One of the best cornerbacks in the game this year, period. Can't tell me otherwise. Uh, you want to bring up yards. I can bring up other stats too, but the talent that this kid has, man, is crazy. When you watch him down in and down out. I mean, he has the potential. This is no lie potential to be one of the most talented cornerbacks if not the most talented cornerback in the game like just pure talent wise he's kind of raw still but if he buckles down on that biting thing and he continues to get you know more discipline you can't tell me he couldn't be our best cornerback since i go t new i think he'd be our best cornerback since terrence knew me if he's not right now <laughs> but Uh, The more he plays this position, man, I think Trayvon Diggs, if he's not already being talked about as one of those top corners, he will be talked about it as one of the top corners. He, he has, he just, his talent is off the charts, dude, off the charts. You ask players, you ask coaches, Trayvon's talent is crazy. Um, So if it was one thing, I think that he would tell you he needs to work on. It's being a little bit more disciplined. I think it's being a little bit more disciplined. And then finally, Trevor Flores 10 on Instagram. What would be your guys' dream linebacking core for next season? This was a fun one. Uh, appreciate the question, Trevor Flores on Instagram. Because we talked about this a little bit when I reviewed some of the linebacker Catboy options and free agency, and even the Catboy options I liked. Here's my dream, and then I asked you guys. Michael Parsons, Kobe Dean, Quan Alexander, Jabril Cox. 
I like it. I love it. The versatility in that group would be off the charts. The athleticism in that group is off the charts. And with how Dan Quinn loves to disguise uh, or did love to disguise in 2021, you could do a lot with that group that would have some of the quarterbacks and the offensive linemen not really sure what's coming from that second level. So that would be my dream linebacking core. The Kobe, I'm sorry, Michael Parsons, the Kobe Dean, Quan Alexander, Jabril Cox. That's just ridiculous athleticism there. How about you guys? What is your dream linebacking core? Dream linebacking core. MD says a cat from Atlanta. See, I, I just don't think that's going to happen. But he said dream. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about, uh, we, we did a, we, we featured him actually. It's going to cost a lot of money. But yeah, yeah, I would definitely take him. Uh, a rookie, Jabril Cox, Michael Parsons. So if I'm getting a cat from Atlanta, I'm not taking a linebacker in the top three rounds. I know what you're talking about. Somebody dropped his name for me. Uh, Oscar says, Nicobe, Micah, and Jabril. Dream, where'd you go? Dream would be seven clones of Micah. Absolutely. B47 says Parsons, Cox, Dean, and Clark. Uh, Got to go to Kobe Dean or best O'Lyman. You talk about in the first round. Jay Lombardi says, where'd you go, Jay? Uh, Micah Parsons, Damon Clark. Another, I believe that's the LSU kid, correct? Uh, Jabril Cox. Is it Olaquan? Is, is that how you say his name? It's. it's I'm, I don't want to watch his name but we talked about him remember we talked about him about a week or so ago in our linebacker breakdown for free agents he was the there was a cat boy criteria guys and then there was who would sky one and it was him it was olaquan i would love to have him on this team next to micah uh so yeah you know what brother it's a dream we all dream i'll switch it up but if i switch it up then i can't include nicole dean i'm not drafting the linebacker in the top three rounds Maybe third round. Uh, maybe. And that's a stretch. If I'm bringing in that cat from Atlanta. Dude. Micah, Nicobe, Quan, Jabril. I'm feeling wonderful. Uh, Tom says, guys, Parsons staying at linebacker now. You know, I think I think that question will be answered depending on what we do with Demarcus uh, Lawrence, right? Like if D-Law leaves... I could see them justifying it by saying, well, we're just going to move Micah to full-time defense end. Not something I would want to do. Not something I'm going to whine and cry about because I think he's going to be a beast down there. Um, but I'd rather him play in the role he has right now where Micah week to week, you don't know what he's going to do. And whatever he does, he's going to do it at an exceptionally high level because I think he's just as much of a beast at linebacker. And you move Micah down the hole at linebacker becomes immense. So you kind of really back yourself into a corner at that position. So I think it's a wait and see approach with Micah to DE, right? What are they doing with Demarcus Lawrence? What are we doing with Demarcus Lawrence? Reap says, you know, full-time DE Parsons plays 30 to 40 snaps. Uh, Do we want that? That's what, that's exactly what Diggs. I'm sorry. What uh, Dan Quinn was doing with this rotation this year. I, I don't normally have too many things I complain to, about with Dan Quinn. Not too many. But if I had to name two things to be objective, it would be his game plan against the, the Raiders. thought that was 
suspect. I thought that he had a couple Kellen Moore moments, specifically at the end of the game. And then it would be that rotation. I'm not against rotating guys because you want to have fresh bodies come in there. Reminds me of the whole orphan thing with uh, Rob Marinelli. Get fresh legs. Get fresh legs. But why am I taking D-Law out the game 60% of the time or whatever? Right? (laughs) Why am I taking Randy Gregory out the game? Like, keep those. Those guys should be playing upwards of 65 to 70% of the snaps. And I don't want to question Dan Quinn. The dude knows what he's doing. But those were the two things I, I had gripes with. I didn't like the game plan against Oakland or against the Raiders, and I would have loved to keep the better players out there more than 40. Not even 40 was the cap, but more than 30, 35 snaps a game. Jay says, got a line, Parsons up everywhere. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I, I love the fact that there's not too many dudes you can do that with, but Micah is one of them. Week to week, your offensive coordinator has the game plan against him, and they have no idea where he's going to be. Oh, man. Dan actually taught, if you want to kind of read tea leaves, maybe I'll bring it up at some point. Uh, Dan talked about that. He didn't want to box him in, and he's coming back. So I'd imagine with him and George Edwards, I don't think they're going to just primarily put him down there at defense. And I think they like the fact that you have no idea what the hell I'm going to do with this guy week to week, and you got to account for him. Put Micah in motion. <laughs> My man in the building, Cowboys Nation TV, aka Foots the King, out there enjoying a wonderful vacation. Hey, Foots, man, I'm jealous, bro. We back here dealing with this ice and whatnot in Texas, man. You living a good life out there, bro. You living a good life, man. I hope you're enjoying it, though, living it up with you and the family. Beautiful family. Uh, wonderful father you are, Foots, my brother, man. Uh, keep doing your thing out there, bro. Henry says, Sky, what do you think about getting Bobby Wagner free agents and let him run with the young guys? <sighs> Henry. Don't don't tease me with a good time, Henry. I, Bobby Wagner is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Bobby Wagner still has it. Bobby Wagner played under Dan Quinn, won the Super Bowl with Dan Quinn. Oh. But again, putting a cowboy hat on me. I, I don't if they were to move on from him as a cap casualty, there is no way in hell. He's fitting under the Catboy criteria. <laughs> You're not getting Bobby Wagner on a one-year deal for three and a half million dollars, right? Like Bobby's going to get paid. Uh, but whoo, we want to talk about a leader. You want to talk about a guy that could do some Aaron Donald type things from a leadership standpoint that uh, Aaron Donald talked about when they got Von Miller. Von Miller told AD, speak up, be vocal. They listen to you. You a goat, young man. And AD said, Aaron Donald said, you know, my leadership style was more quiet. It was more lead, lead with my actions. But sometimes, especially in this type of sport, and anybody that's played a sport, especially football, you, you need a vocal leader, man. You know, one of the things that I pride myself on in high school as, as, as a smaller point guard, I might not have been the best athlete. I might not have been the best I played some damn good defense, though. But what I prided myself on was being a leader out there. And I think that's where that mentality comes from. I was a safety. I was a point guard. Kind of got to be that guy, put him in place and things like that. But I prided myself on being a vocal leader. Um, and, and that rallied the troops a lot, right? And, and you see it happen. Mike Worthen, man. You're talking about Aaron Donald. He did it, right? Like, and there's other players. And Bobby would be that guy for Dallas. Bobby Wagner would be the unquestioned vocal leader of this team. 
man, you give me a CC. Where's my safe word? We did, did we figure out a safe word yet? Because Bobby Wagner, Micah Parsons uh, duo would, would just send me into the stratosphere. Send me into the stratosphere. <laughs> Henry's a dreamer. I need my safe word, man. We got to come up with that. Uh, Jacob says, Sky, do you think Sewu would be involved with Schultz leaving? McCarthy loves fullbacks. I would say no. Uh, Schultz is a every down tight end where Sewu would be your more, more of your fullback. So, nah. Uh, Weber said, Wagner and Parsons on this team. Oh, my God. I know. That's what I'm saying. Let's just stop. Just, just, just. I'm sorry. I'm, who, who brought up the question? Because I got to hit you with this. This is all funny games. This is all funny games. Wait, where'd you go? Hell yeah. Shut up. Say it again. Say something now. Oh. Say something now. You shut up. Say something now. Don't tease me with a good time. Uh, Steven said, we had Jalen Smith. What did losing a leader do to us there? What, what are you saying? Because if you believe Jalen Smith was a leader, I, I, I don't. I said this before. Jalen was a Hollywood leader. Hollywood. I tell him that. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> I would never think that Jalen Smith was a true leader of this team. Micah might have said that was my big bruh because obviously he's a veteran. I'm a rookie. He's a linebacker. I'm a linebacker. We're in the same room. You know, I, that's a yeah, that's easy. You know, that's like I think it was Bohanna. We had Bohanna on the show, and he was like, man, Los, man, look up to Los. To Carlos, the leader of your defense? No. Um, Carlos Watkins is what I'm talking about. So I, I don't look at Jalen Smith as as a leader. I look at him as a Hollywood leader. Uh, Steven says fake. Fake seems disrespectful. I say Hollywood because when the camera's on, lights are on, the game is. We saw Jalen jumping in dudes' faces, you know. Getting up and swiping. Yeah, we're down about 13 points. Uh, it, very, very Hollywood. Very Hollywood. So so I would consider him no leader. Right? Like, to me, if I'm going to follow you, and I talked about this last year with BMAC, when we were looking for some veteran leadership in the secondary, we were talking about uh, Richard, we were talking about uh, was Peterson and things like that. I'm looking for a guy that has been to the pinnacle at the top of this league, a champion, um, an all pro hall of famer type, uh, a guy that's still getting it done too, by the way, not, I don't want to choose what type or Jason, you've been there, but you're way past it. But I'm looking at that type of guy, right. Um, to be my, my, my leader of the team of the defense, I should say, cause that's what we we're talking about defense. I just never looked at Jalen as that. Oscar said, Jalen Smith, Hollywood? Nah. Super Hollywood. Super. Uh, B47, McKeon and I have seen plenty of people saying this. Uh, there's some good tight ends in this draft. I want OJ Howard. Yeah, we did, our, we did our tight end look when we talked about Dalton Schultz, and we'll continue to dive in more with this. Um, and I talked about Sean McKeon. I love Sean McEwen. I'm sorry, I'm saying his name wrong. Sean McEwen. But O.J. Howard was number one on our Catboy free agents. It was O.J. Uh, was a kid from Moali Cox. And I want to say one more. I can't remember the last person. But O.J. Howard was my number one guy. Oh, Eric Ebron was another Catboy criteria. But I'd love to get O.J. on here. I think his market value is something like $4 million for a year. Um, 
man, whew, give me a downfield guy like that. Six, six, got some speed to him. Catchability. I think he can do more than Schultz can do from a route running standpoint. He's obviously not better than Dalton Schultz right now. You know what? He might be better than Dalton Schultz if you give him the same opportunity. I'm just saying. But I would love an OJ Howard. We'll love an OJ Howard. I'm going to go ahead and leave this uh, Jalen Smith thing alone because if you were around during the <laughs> during the offseason last year, let's go ahead and, and give our moment of silence to, to our guy, Matt from South Florida. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. You know, Matt, Matt from South Florida really, really loved Jalen Smith. He called him the best linebacker on this team. He said, you can't count on a Michael Parsons when you got Jalen Smith, man. He's our guy. He's the leader. And, and, and he got cut. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that made Matt very sad. So uh, just a moment of silence once again for Matt from South Florida. You know, it's been a while since, since we pulled off the Matt from South Florida uh, moment of silence. So I had to bring that back for, for our guy. I'm just saying, yeah, you had to be there. You had to be outside. I don't even know what episode that was. I have to go back and look. I don't know what it was, but man, you had to be there. I think I might have clipped it out. So maybe one of these times we'll do, a, we'll have a fun moment on a Friday again because we're just kicking it now. You know, we're about to wrap up the show here in a few minutes. But that was hilarious. And I didn't kick him off the show. I don't want y'all to think I kicked him off. I'm not a bully. I didn't bully him off or nothing like that. You know, he called in. He started getting on his Jalen, you know, all that stuff. I, as I do, y'all know me from this show. I can push back on y'all. Y'all can push back on me. We can have a healthy debate. I did that. And uh, we just never heard from Matt from South Florida ever again. So, Matt from South Florida. All right, y'all, man. This has been awesome. Steven, what about Doug? That's something I had to talk to you about off the air, man. Yeah, that that has some some racial tones to it that, that you know, he is not welcome back on this show. So, uh, that's something I can talk to you about somewhere else. I'm not going to bring all that negative energy, man. It's Friday. We're heading into the weekend. This was a great show. Not fitting to, to you know, end it on that type of, uh, type of vibe. Uh, you guys are great today, man. Great calls. The chat was awesome. Um, let's go ahead and just quickly review on the way out from this week, our 2021 free agents and who we're in and out on Brian anger, Jake McQuaid, I'm in Demonte KZ and Keanu Neal. I am out. And from yesterday, Brent urban, I am in with a pin <laughs> or pin in Brent urban, right? See what you want. Big boy. If it's, if it's a cheap one, I'm cool with bringing him back. Uh, Carlos Watkins, and this is no disrespect on, on Los. I'm out because I think Los played himself into a higher deal than a one-year $1.7 million. Uh, but if he w- is willing to come back, I don't mind it. I, I, th- I think we have depth at 3-tech, but but Los played his way, his way into potentially having that conversation of returning. So um, I'm out on Los. I'll pin him too. I'm out on Ty and Seki. Thank you for your services, man. We're just going to, re- you know. Go out to free agency and do what we do. Cam Irving, Titan Sucky, Cam Fleming, the same thing. And I am all the way in on Malik Hooker. On Malik Hooker. 
So I'm all the way in on those guys. No had nothing to do with, with, with the Dak comment, bro. Nothing to do with that, man. Nothing to do with that. I don't care what y'all say you know, about him. We, we can go back and forth about that. It was more rude than that. So appreciate you guys joining me today. Awesome show. Awesome show. If you missed it, make sure you guys run it back. Again, we're on all podcast platforms down here. Spotify, Google, Apple. Um, next week, I can't say it yet because of the way interviews work. Definitely with these players, it can be, yeah, you're good. And then last minute, you're not. But if everything goes well, Sosa Juice came through. We'll have a, a, a player on the show next week. It'll be awesome. If not on the show live, it'll be recorded and we'll drop it live or whatever. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, keep on rocking, man. Keep on rocking. We're almost at that point in the offseason where we get to free agency and things will pick up a little bit more. So we're getting through this this down period. All right? With that said, go ahead and press this button so we can get on up out of here. Y'all can get to your weekends. Make sure y'all run this thing back on A to Z Sports Dallas.com. Again, they're up there. Check out all the articles there as well. And uh, hit that like button. Hit that sub button. Hit that share button. Send it out to all your friends, families, and foes as we head into this weekend, man. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Love y'all as usual. Be out of here. Peace. Salute to the My Guy, Professor O. I want me some glory hope.